This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher! Control! Tell me before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 338, submission number 2313. Hey, Sprig of Trivia. Hey, Sprig of Trivia aired on Fuji TV from October 7th, 2002 to September 7th, 2006. It was translated, dubbed, and the resultant show aired on Spike TV from November 11th, 2004 to May 2005. Begin. Today on Hey Spring of Trivia, a smelly shoe contest, a backwards bicycle race, and a marathon runner who takes a bathroom break. Get ready to say hey. Welcome. Is trivia a word that you are familiar with? Trivia. Is defined as useless information. Why do we need such meaningless knowledge? Tonight, we'll find out on Hey Spring of Trivia. Spring of Trivia, and now one's the spectacle, the other's just a spectacle, Taka and Yashima. This is a weird intro. Uh, this isn't even one that we can, like, you know, replicate. It's goofy. With the CG guy of the two hosts and the chairman, and, yeah, they're holding, like, uh, what is it? They're, uh, they're holding like in an Olympic arena. water. Well, no, and then they've got water coming out of their eyes and mouths. It's goofy. No, it's not goofy. It's very Japanese. Yep. Seriously, it's very Japanese. In 2002, Fuji Television, who by this moment was known primarily for exporting the Iron Chef format all over the world, entered into a different kind of panel show. One that rewarded members of the public for submitting useless information. It was called. Trivia no Izumi, or Trivia no Izumi, which translates into The Fountain of Trivia. Tats to host it would be Katsumi Taka Takahashi, who is a comedian and Taranto, and Norito Yashima, who is an actor and TV presenter. Together, not known for much of anything. The biggest credit I could find for either one of them was as the voice of Iwanbo and Cameo in the original dub of Ruroni Kenshin. But that's only because I am a big fan of Ruroni Kenshin. So on each show of Trivia no Izumi, we have a panel of five, including a regular known as Chairman Tamori. Chairman Tamori is the onstage name of Tamori, which in and of itself is the onstage name for Kazuyoshi Morita. 
who is one of the big three TV comedians in Japan, along with Sanma Akashia and somebody who you would probably know, Takeshi Kitano, a.k.a. Beat Takeshi. He of the famous castle. Oh, that Takashi. Yes. On each episode, the five panelists would view a video segment that introduces and confirms the validity of an unusual piece of trivia. They would have up to 20 haze to give it. And what haze are is basically, uh, in, in English, it would be really or wow or oh neat thank you i was just gonna say that but no really that's what it is it's essentially a way of giving a thumbs up or like chico said a wow or an oh neat oh cool every time they are astonished they hit the button they're allowed to hit it up to 20 so you do the math any piece of trivia can receive up to 100 hays. For each hay a piece of trivia gets, the submitter will receive 100 yen, or roughly a dollar. Should it receive a perfect score of 100, the trivia submitter receives 100,000 yen, or about $1,000. In the course of the show, no piece of trivia ever got a hundred. The closest, and this was on an episode that aired in the U.S., was 99. And if I'm not mistaken, the trivia was 1111111111 times 111. One 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 equals one two three four five six seven eight nine eight seven six five four three two one. And, and that got ninety nine haze. That got ninety nine haze. They're just amazed by anything in Japan. That's <laughs> just like basic math to me. But I know I'm not, you know, normal well, in regard. Yeah, you are a math teacher, Mike. But the thing is, I thought it's a, a known fact and not really an amazing piece of trivia. 11 times 11 is 121. 111 times 111 is 12321. 1111 times 1111 is 1234321. I thought that was kind of known. Well, maybe the panelists were very excited at that. Well, I can guarantee one thing, Chico. You yeah. know why I didn't get 100 Hayes? Why? Because that chairman is a stingy son of a bitch. Yes, Chairman Tamori is a stingy son of a bitch. He makes no bones about it. In fact, he will chastise a panelist for delivering too many Hayes on a subject. And this bears out in one of the dubbed episodes that aired in the U.S. where he says, you should save your haze for later. So yeah, we have several pieces of trivia, and in the middle of the show, some point in the show, there is a segment called Trivia Notane, 
or seed of trivia, where viewers submit hypothetical questions and the producers and several volunteers go to great lengths to answer them. And at the end of which, we will have new trivia for the chairman to judge. The seed of trivia's grade is shown as a flower, with the best bit of trivia getting a full bloom. Although, they could give them a 20% bloom, a 40% bloom, a 60% bloom, or an 80% bloom. Uh, some examples of this were, who is the fastest Japanese baseball mascot? Which brand of ramen contains the greatest net noodle length per package? And what form of barbecue do lions prefer the most? I'm going to jump in because there are two episodes on YouTube. And I saw both episodes. One of the episodes, their spring of trivia had to do with ice skating. And the question was, how many rotations, how many spins can an ice skater do before they get dizzy? And again, going to great lengths, they got a professional ice skater and they put her in one of those devices that just rotates. It, it just goes around and around and around. I'm sure you've seen it uh, somewhere on TV where, you know, they spin somebody 10 times and say, okay, go do this, and they're falling over the place. You know what I'm talking about, I hope. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So they took this professional ice skater, put her in for, I think it was 10 rotations to start, no problem. 20 rotations, no problem. 40 rotations, no problem. 100 rotations, absolutely no problem. And that was actually on day one. They actually had to break this up into two days. The second day, they actually went to her hometown or wherever she lives and brought this machinery with them and went to a high school gymnasium to perform this experiment. But now they're getting to the big numbers. 200 spins, no problem. 500 spins, absolutely flawless. And I should say, the way they determined uh, if she was dizzy or not, they had her run maybe a 15 or 20 foot length past the uh, the spinning chair. And it was probably maybe about two feet wide or so. So they gave her a little bit of room and, and she, she didn't fall over. Every time she just, you know, trotted over to the, uh, the goal or the end line or whatnot, 500 uh, spins did just fine. 800 spins, no problem. They maxed it at a thousand spins and they said it took roughly an hour just to do the thousand spins. So that tells you how fast it's going. It's probably going about one rotation every two to three seconds. So yeah, a thousand spins and she gets off this thing and just prances over in a straight line. Like she didn't uh, get spun at all. They did go to some very far lengths. For, uh, for some of these, not just seeds of trivia, but some of this trivia. And that did get a full bloom, 100%. Yeah, I remember uh, there was one trivia that got a full bloom where they tried to uh, do, I, I don't remember what the subject of it was, but 
it was like 100 and 200 and 500 or something or other, but I just don't remember what the subject of it was. It wasn't the spinning like I just mentioned? They no. did, like I said, 10, 20, 40, 100, okay. It might have been the spin. Well, again, how many episodes aired in the U.S.? Maybe, I'm guessing, 13, maybe 20 at most. So there's only a, a finite amount of material that we could have seen. At that point, it would have been two years worth of material to create like 13 or 26 episodes. There was also uh, on the other episode that's on YouTube, a seed of trivia about how long the tortoise and the hare could have conceivably run. Because we've all heard the, about the tortoise yes. and the hare, the Aesop fable. And what they actually did was they studied the sleep habits of a hare, a rabbit, over a 24-hour period and also measured its average speed and also did the same with a turtle and did a little bit of math and they determined how far the race was. It turns out it was only about like 800 feet. Well, not much, not the, much of a race. Of, yeah, the thing of it is you need to have like a bit where the hare falls asleep. Well, I think they're assuming the hare fell asleep for the entire seven hours or however many hours a day a hare sleeps, and that the turtle took advantage during that time. Another really good uh, bit of trivia that came from this show, and this actually won, it got the most haze of any piece of trivia on that episode. The ashes of the inventor of the Frisbee was made into a Frisbee. I can believe that. As we mentioned earlier, Haystringer Trivia went to great lengths to create trivia or determine trivia in terms of seeds of trivia. They did go to some expense, though, because I remember this from when it originally aired. They talked about diamonds, and the trivia was how diamonds are very fragile and can break under pressure of being hit by a hammer. You hear about diamonds being the strongest mineral Nothing can destroy it or nothing can cut through it. But they don't talk about how easy it is to break. So they actually, and I remember this, they took a diamond valued at $15,000 and actually just took a hammer to it and boom, and you've got diamond dust. Oh. $15,000 diamond. $15,000 diamond? What? Yeah. So they didn't just go to great lengths to discover trivia. They went to great expense to determine trivia. And also, when we say haze, going back to the haze, what it was was just like a, a button, a buzzer, and they would just smack the button down, hey, 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 hey. So that's how they determined how many haze. And you see some of the celebrities just go, when they hear the trivia, without even the basis of the trivia, they go, hey, 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 So you've got some people, and again, this goes back to the chairman. You know, the chairman's saying, you know, whoa, you know, you gave it 18 hays, and we haven't even talked about it yet. And the chairman, meanwhile, has given like three hays. He was real stingy. He was a stingy little codger, yes. And also at the same time, 
and this may be lost in translation for lack of a better description, he was very flirtatious with the ladies. But again, this also might be Spike being Spike. Well, in early episodes of Hey, Spring of Trivia, they make mention, they put this uh, big disclaimer, and it says, and now I'm trying to remember it, warning, the trivia on this program is real. The Japanese translation is real, and the experiments are being conducted by people with way, way, way too much time on their hands. So yes, if something seems unseemly in the dub, chances are it was unseemly in the original. Chances are Chairman Tamori was being very flirtatious with the ladies. Oh, I can believe it. But also another trivia, and this one is on YouTube, and they really, again, as I said, went to great lengths with this trivia. The trivia was there was a runner, and I'm going to guess it was a marathon, maybe like a 10K or something like that. I think it was a marathon based on the time that they showed. Uh, A marathon runner actually had to take a crap in the middle of the race. And he did. (laughs) And he still won. So what they did... I can believe that. Well, it's believable. It's believable because what they did, again, at great expense to Fuji Television, they got the runner. This is 1973 this happened. So we're now talking about 30 years later. They got the runner who was an American. They flew him to Japan where this marathon was. And he even went to the location where it happened. He said it was by a building. The building had been torn down, had been razed. But he said it was about right here. I had to relieve my bowels. I just dropped trowel, did it right there. 20 seconds later, I'm back on the road. They actually brought the runner from America to Japan to confirm this trivia. Again, no expense is too little for this show, I think. Oh, and that did win the award for the day as best trivia. Uh. It It got the most haze. Oh, and we should actually talk about also the awards because oh, we, yes. talked, we, we talked about the monetary rewards the submitters would get, but there were other rewards. Yes. At the end of the show, uh, Yashima would give out the golden brain for today's most interesting trivia with the melon bread inside that looks like a brain. And that's true. He would open up the brain trophy in half, it's split open in the middle, and there'd be this melon bread, which looks like a brain, inside the trophy. Yes. And also, Taka would give out the silver brain, which would be an award for his favorite trivia. It's the same shape, but slightly smaller, and there's no melon bread inside. And they've really emphasized it that way on the show. The Silver Brain, with no melon bread inside. In later episodes, winning trivia would get a small analog clock. Analog? In Japan? It was 2005. What do you want? 
it's still analog, not a digital clock. They could have gone down to Sony and said, hey, give us half a dozen digital clocks so we can give them away on this show. And also, another thing that didn't make its way over to the U.S., because by that time the U.S. run would have ended, was a segment of the show called The Bog of Falsivia. Where they take a trivia sent in by a viewer that turned out to be false and sink it in a bog. Additionally, they would say, if you use this trivia, you might be called. And then they cut to a cute girl doing something cute. A gravure artist by the name of Tamaki Ogawa. And she would just say the word Usotsuki. Which is Japanese for liar. So use this trivia. You might be called a liar. Today I learned what the Japanese word for liar is. Totsuki. I just want to see the gravure artist. Maybe I'm just a horny old man that way. Her name is Tamaki Ogawa. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, lie to me all day, baby. Oh, no, 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 no. He did not mean to say that. He did not mean to say that, guys. Tell me you did not just say that. No, no. <laughs> I meant lie is and not tell the truth, not the other one. <laughs> oh, God. So the show actually ran for four years in Japan, like we said. It was a low-budget show that aired after midnight. In fact, they did air some of the more risque, some of the more after-dark material as part of the uh, package that was sent to the U.S. But with its increasing cult status, it ran on primetime after Eight months on the air, which was pretty interesting, pretty cool. And a month after that happened, November 4th, 2004, Fuji announced that 26 episodes of Spring of Trivia would be adapted for broadcast in the U.S. And this was around the time that MXC and Iron Chef would be two of the most popular shows on all of cable. Of course, Iron Chef was as straight a dub as you could get. MXC was more a comic dub of Takeshi's Castle. This would take the form of the straight dub. It was slightly edited to remove any sort of reference to Japanese culture or Japanese arts and entertainment that would be completely lost on an American audience. They would have to piecemeal the resultant show with segments from other shows, which is why you will watch some episodes and they will have different panelists on each one. This was a straight dub, but they did take some sort of artistic license to make it funny. Now, here's a bit of trivia that I didn't know about it until I did the research on this show. Spike actually wanted to do a U.S. version of Spring of Trivia, 
Oh, I would have watched the heck out of that. In 2004, in addition to purchasing the rights to air the original Japanese series, Spike purchased the rights to reproduce the program and will start its own series in April using useless but interesting information to be sent in by viewers in the United States. This is from a copy of the Yomiuri Shinbun that we got from the Vietnamese Internet Archive. The producers write, The good news is that our Japanese counterparts at Fuji had already produced the essence, the brilliance, that you will see week in and week out. It was our job to make sense of it for us and for you. Like most executives who might license and produce an American version of the show, we neither spoke nor read Japanese. But we loved the food. The planned series is required to follow the original style, which Fuji TV has compiled in a standardized production manual covering everything from set design to the flow of proceedings. As for the five panelists, it requires the seating order to be 1. A big-name TV personality. 2. A younger TV personality. 3. A guest. 4. A young female celebrity. And 5. A person of culture. No exceptions allowed. Program buyers are able to produce programs on their own by following the complete manual. In Spike's case, however, one of Fuji TV's affiliated companies will be involved in the production, a Fuji official said. Selling TV programs will expand our market. This is a good chance to make the Fuji TV brand known worldwide. We will continue to promote the sale of our programs overseas. As a reminder, this is the same country and the same network and the same production house that brought the world Iron Chef. I think they know what they're doing. But yeah, that never happened. And Spike decided against ordering more episodes of the dub. And even if they did order more, there are only so much you can do with the footage that you've been given. So Spike was more than content to just let it all go after 26 and concentrate more on more MXC episodes. However, they did not necessarily get out of the business of presenting trivia with Fuji Television, because Fuji TV actually helped them produce another TV show with a similar format. Who here remembers Mansers? What is that? It's basically a TV show that presents trivia that would be of importance to Gen X males. That's a big no for me. Yeah. That is a big no. In fact, I got a quote here from Eric Andre. He said, if Maxim Magazine and Crystal Meth had a baby, it would give anal birth to the show Mansers. The show is basically just about boobs and farts. It lasted... Four years. Jeez. And meanwhile, this only lasted the one. You figure it out, people. It was really interesting. 
I mean, the format was really well done. The trivia itself was interesting. And if you're not careful, you may learn a thing or two. Unfortunately, all that's left of this show are the two episodes that are available on YouTube and the two episodes that are available on the Internet Archive. And yes, we checked. They are the same two episodes. But you guys want to know what I found? What did you find? It's time for eBay prices, right, people? Jeez. All right, what do you have for us? It is your very own Hey Button. And it's basically just like the Hey Button used on the show. You hit it, and you can register up to 20 Hey's. Oh, now that's cool. That is cool, isn't it? Yeah. I have a used price here. There is a delivery charge. I am not including the delivery charge. This is from eBay user Select Anime, and you're just bidding on the button. Greg, why don't you go first? 20 bucks. 20 bucks for Greg. Mike? That was going to be what I was going to spend. Happy New Year, Greg. $21. By the way, the hey button was made by Bandai. Oh, wow. Bandai. Oh, nice. Nice. And it's being shipped from overseas. That being said, do you want to reprise your bid? Yes. This is eBay prices right using Bill Cullen rules, people. Oh, this is a first. We're going to do eBay prices right with Bill Cullen rules. Yes. So right now. The top bid is $21. Greg, do you want to change your bid? I'm going to change my bid to $25. Mike, the top bid is $25. Would you like to change your bid? You are on $21. 28 Greg. $32. $32 is the bid from Greg. Mike? $39. $39 from Mike. Greg, do you want to change your bid or do you want to freeze at $32? i am going to freeze. You're going to freeze at 32. Greg has $32. Mike has $39. I have the actual buy it now price. All I have to say is I hope you saved your pennies. $167.40. No! 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 I did say it was being shipped from overseas. Okay, Chico sent me the link to the actual auction. That actually is very cool. Is that $167 cool? No. But that's pretty cool. Ain't it, though? You know, if it was like $40, like I bid, I would definitely buy that. And if you don't want to spend the money and are a reverse engineering sort, you could buy a cheap Britain's Got Talent buzzer or a cheap sort of buzz buzzer rig it to uh deliver 20 haze if you are of an engineering sort 
there's got to be places that sell that for cheaper. I know it's all overseas. And also, yeah, I know the show hasn't been around for, what, probably 15, 16, 17 years at this point? 17 years, yes. Yeah, so it's not like you can just go to a store and buy it. But that is, like, really, really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Really cool, but really, really expensive. All I could say is, I hope you find a buyer for that. But, hey! <laughs> See what I did there? If you want to listen to this and all of our previous entries, you can go to itwasathingontv.com. We have all of our entries, our live watches, our mini-sodes, all of the uh, extra content we like to put out from time to time. It is all there, and it is also wherever fine podcasts can be streamed. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, review, five stars only, because positive vibes only. And not to mention our YouTube links, where if you'll smash that notification bell, you can stay up to date on all of our future entries, including what would happen if a dragon landed in New England. Now, guys, I got a feeling, just call it a hunch, that this is going to be one of our greatest episodes we've ever covered. What makes you say that, I wonder? Hmm. I don't know, guys. Just a feeling. Hilarity may ensue. Hilarity will probably definitely ensue. But until that episode, for Greg, for Mike, my name is Chico. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. Rowl!